You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, with me always are my good friends... Jay from the hills of Texas. And they came Mike in Texas. Well, we're back this week with uh, continuing our interviews at the 3D Huckfest with uh, Mike. Yeah. It's, it's been good. I mean, I, I had a great time and, uh, you know, talked to a bunch of people. And, I, you know, I think when you guys hear the interviews and listen to the different things that these guys have to say, you're really going to get a sense of, you know the qual the quality and the, and the kind of uh, you know level of expertise that was here at the show. Um, yeah. I didn't get to interview everybody. I ran out of time. I, I I think I covered a good portion of the folks that were uh, flying and the stuff that basically I, I watched is like oh that was cool. I'm gonna interview that guy. Right. <laughs> so well, I think you got a good cross section, and um, I you know from what. I've already heard some of the interviews, but what I uh, what I've heard, it's uh, it, you know, there's some good talent out there. So, how about we head out to the field and uh, and check it out? Let's do it. And welcome back. Uh, I am sitting in the car with Glenn Gifford. Now, I Harold, uh, 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 the president of the RRCC, um, told me. That you are running a program, and I don't remember the exact name of it, so I don't want to mess it up. What, what's the name of the program that you're running? So it's a program that's put together with EAA in partnership EAA. With, AA, with AMA. Wait, so this is e- an AMA uh, program. Right. Uh, did they generate it's this a, program? It's a joint or? venture or a joint partnership, mm-hmm. um, EAA, uh, Experimental Aircraft Association. Okay. So full-scale aircraft. Okay. Uh, was looking for ways with their Young Eagle program to introduce younger kids into aviation and keep them engaged in the you know under 16 uh, age group okay so that b- before they'd be ready to fly full-scale aircraft okay okay so, so uh, this is like ground school and it's not it, it's it's an element of ground school it's more about getting the kids hands-on engaged learning about aircraft do the kids Le- get to get into aircraft <clears throat> so we, we will take them flying in full-scale aircraft uh, but they actually are given a kit and they build it uh, from the ground up with the guys from AMA, and uh, in this case, the guys from Richardson Radiocraft. Oh, uh, so so uh, you're talking about they get a uh, RC kit. They get an RC kit. Oh, nice. Fully sponsored. Comes with all the tools, all the controls, everything that they possibly need. And so it's that, not really an ARF, though. No, like an already. It's, fly it's not one. ready to fly. No, it's built from scratch. It's, so so we're talking uh, monocoat and everything, or and sticks, or are we talking about just like no, put no. the wings together kind of a thing? No, no, it's sticks, right? So Holy crap. so it's uh, I think it's a Cadet seventy one or something okay. like that. I think okay. it's called. Okay. Uh, and so in partnership with the Richardson Club. Yeah. So the Richardson Club brings the expertise of how to build and sure. fly the RC. There's a lot of good aircraft, builders in our right? club. There are a lot of great builders. Yep. And they work with the kids on Saturdays in one of the hangars up in McKinney Airport. Uh, and they build it, right? And so they're in the process of building it now. Then they'll eventually fly it. So this is just one plane for this group of kids? There's a, that's how it starts. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, and so now we're in conversations with EAA to get additional aircraft to, to keep the program going. Oh. Right? And expand it beyond, right? So it's an extension of the EAA Young Eagles program. Okay. Which is all about getting kids into aviation. Okay. Right? Well, so and, we, and we that's evidently small. a big deal right now. It uh, is a big deal. If you mean, if you think about the demand that's out there for mm-hmm. uh, pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I was having a conversation 
as part of the Young Eagles program, uh, we do Young Eagles Rally and we take kids flying, mm -hmm. right? So we were actually we had to cancel it today, but it was scheduled for uh, flying 40 kids this morning. Uh, so we take 40 kids out flying in an aircraft and it introduces Too them to... Too windy is why you canceled it? Or? It was low, low, low clouds. Low clouds, yeah, okay. When we started. So, um, and then, so they do that. And then in concert with that, we want to get the younger kids engaged longer. Mm. And so that's where this was kind of a, a bridge, if you will. Yeah. So they'll learn how to build it. They'll learn a little bit about um, aerodynamics. Right. They'll learn more about what the bits pieces are. Um, they'll come out here, they'll fly RC, and hopefully they'll be able to get them into the full-scale aircraft. Okay. Um, so well, well, as an adult, um, I feel cheated uh, because I didn't have know about that stuff. I'm sure it probably existed at the time that I was young enough to do that kind of thing. But I feel cheated because that's really cool. It is very cool. I mean, it's, I mean, particularly the kids, when you see the kids, whether they're doing Young Eagles or whether they're doing the build program, it, it, it's just... <laughs> They're very, very interested and very, very eager. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, every kid's different. You know, some they don't latch on. Some of them, like, they're they're all in. Yeah. Right? I mean, some of the kids, particularly in the Young Eagles program, you know, they're 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 headed down a career of aviation, yeah. either with the military or with professional sure. commercial air, airlines. Um, and this is just another avenue to get the engagement. Because a lot of times at Young Eagles, you can be eight years old and start the Young Eagles program. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's too... They can barely see over the panel. Yeah, right? that's right. Right? So, but if we have programs like this, yeah. it allows them to stay engaged. Yeah. Right? And they are a part of an aviation. I mean, people... I mean, when I was a kid, I'd love to fly RC. Yeah, right. right? Uh, and... But you didn't always have an opportunity. Certainly like this. Yeah. Right? And this is an incredible opportunity for the kids. Well, so so tell me a little bit about your your RC, your particular RC stuff. I'm really interested to hear. Like, what kind of stuff did you fly? Oh man, I was. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't want to give away your. No, age. no, no, that's okay. okay. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you're only thirty, right? but still, you don't want to tell people that. So, so I've always been interested in aviation. It's always been something in the back of my head. Uh -huh. You know, when I was a little kid, I don't even know what it was. It was like a Cox, I think it was. Oh yeah, Cox aircraft oh, on, or on a 24, you know, foot string, like the yellow and right? blue one. The, the ones you kind of go around in a yeah, circle yeah, on the end of a string, line. right? Yeah, yeah. On a so that's where I started. Was it right? one of them yellow and blue ones? It was. I think it was red. Actually, red? Okay. Yeah, I think it was red. Right. And you know, we we had a blast with that. Sure. Thing, right. And then I never did it for a long time. And then I started to get interested in aviation. Particularly, I was living near Addison Airport. Oh. And then I started to get into aviation. And I said, you know what? I want to try RC, but I want to try helicopters. Okay. All right. So a few years ago, bought the helicopter. It was okay. Uh -huh. From uh, I forget the company that sells it, one of the big ones. It was something five hundred. I forget what it uh -huh. was, but it was like a you know maybe a thirty-six inch. Sure. Um, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the size right, you're talking right. about. Yeah. And uh, I tried flying. Oh no, actually I started with a smaller one first. Right? Okay. A smaller one was about half that size. Right? Like a blade, little, little or electric, a little blade. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was doing okay with that. Yeah. Right. And I thought, well, let me upgrade. So I did uh -huh. this thing with the five hundred. Uh -huh. Man, that thing I tried everything, and I finally gave it up when I landed it in the pool. Okay. Right? And I figured, okay, this one's going to be too many parts to repair, uh -huh. right? And it's been sitting on my shelf since then. But, okay. But I've always been interested in it, right? Uh -huh. um, I built models when I was a kid, sure. so I like to build. The yeah, stuff. that's always fun. Right? I've always been involved or been interested in aviation to the point where. You know, eight years ago, I finally got my pilot's license. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so now I fly... Um, real real plane. Now I fly full-scale airplanes for flying. Right. right. That's so, sweet. Uh, but yeah, I joined... Uh, I, I took over as the president of EAA a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, and really trying to build the youth program up. 
So that's EAA of Texas, basically. Right? Well, so it's EAA just for McKinney area. Yeah, McKinney. Right? Right. Um, so EAA, again, is a national organization. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, Oshkosh. I was, trying, I was trying to figure right, out, like, yeah. how, how big is it? Of the so it's a chapter. It's so a chapter. It's, 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 like it's, it's the McKinney regional. chapter. Okay. There's, there's chapters. There's a couple chapters in the area, okay. Greenville and downtown and okay. stuff like that. So we're just one chapter. Okay. Uh, but I really try trying to reinvigorate the youth program. Yeah, so okay. I'm really happy we, to hear we that. restarted the Young Eagle program. And then when I was talking to EAEA National, they found out what we were doing, and they asked us to be one of the pilot programs for this build. Okay. Uh, so we were one of the original chapters to do the build of the RC program. Oh, that's cool. All right, so we're kind of setting the uh, the, uh, the model, if you will, or helping set yeah, the model. that's great. Uh, and then they're going to extend it beyond all the other chapters across the U.S. Well, I'm really happy to be a member of the RRCC because I've seen some of this stuff, and um, what I just joined a year ago and I really wanted to do like get involved, but I'm, mm-hmm. I live in the wrong spot to really help out to be right. And, and I, I work at the times where you guys are doing stuff. So I, yeah. I couldn't really be a part yeah. of it, but I, I think it's a great program. I'm really glad you guys are doing it. And that's a great, I know the kids, really you know, program. the kids are really, uh, benefiting from you um, know, what you guys I, are. I think to. so. I think they're, they're learning lots of different skills. They wouldn't otherwise know. What, yeah. yeah I mean, the whole idea is particularly with aviation. How do you take that into your life skills? Yeah, sure. Right? Because everything around decision-making, risk management, all those things indirectly come into play. Right. right? And you're learning that even when you're flying RC. You're learning risk management. You're learning decision-making, right? I I like that you said that. That's good because I think risk management is probably one of the things in life that people don't focus on too much. Right. Uh, And as you come into this hobby especially, risk becomes a little more in your face. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, we joke around, you know, safety third. That's what we, it's, uh-huh. As a joke, uh-huh. obviously, because safety first is really safety first, yeah. yeah, it's really important. I mean, the cool yeah. thing here is you can do all the aerobatic stuff, and if you have a bad landing, you yeah, know, it's really going to okay, be bad. You, okay, you damaged your aircraft, but you walked away from yeah, it. Yeah. If I do it in my plane, it's yeah, not going to be a really good exactly. day. <laughs> well, well I, uh, you don't know uh, Arizona Mike. He's a full scale pilot okay. himself. In fact, he's here in Dallas uh, getting some training on a new on a new plane, and uh, he also ha- owns his own planes. He you know, flies. Acrobatics and mm-hmm. uh, has done the oh yeah, bunch yeah. Of things. So yeah, if you get a chance cool. to listen to the podcast yourself, yeah. which I'm sure you will. Uh, you'll you'll hear a little bit about what he has. Very to do. cool. Very anyway, cool. I appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything that you like? If there is one thing you wanted to share with, we have a pretty wide. Uh, we actually it's a worldwide audience. Okay. Uh, if there's anything that you wanted to share with any newcomer into the into the um, RC hobby, yeah. what would you say? You know, I think it's interesting. Again, I haven't haven't been involved with our RCC until this program, yep. right? But I think even if I look at general aviation I even just look at the field here today we somehow got to get the kids engaged yeah and so how can we do that and kids engaged an economical manner okay and get their heads out of the computer screen sure right because there's so much in the computer sure. screen um and, and then uh, we tell them to go back to the computer screen to do some uh, simulating flying. Well, but, but aside from that, I but get aside your point. from that, I mean, but the, si- yeah. the simulator is like a game for them, right? Yeah, it's yes. very cool, but it's teaching them something, yeah, right? They're actually right. learning that's something. True, true. You know, it's not a shoot 'em up game. That's true. Uh, and we got to get them backed out and doing tactile things. Yep. And so, how do we engage? The build, design, get the build, design, yeah. understand the aer- yeah. not aerodynamics, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool. How do we get them back engaged? That's really a, a big question, right? Yeah. So, well, great, Mr. Griffith. Thank you so much. Appreciate for it. Happy to, to happy to have the conversation. Thank all right. you. Talk to you later. All right, and we're back, and I'm sitting here with Jonathan. I didn't get your last name. Uh, Chapeau. Chapeau. Nice to meet you. And so, uh, I heard from somebody that you're not from around here. No, I'm from Oklahoma City. So how, how how big of a drive is that? Um, it was about three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. So, 
Uh, you guys come last night, or did you uh, come this morning? We came this morning. Well, yeah, because it was raining yesterday, so. Yep. Like, why come? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, so, you're, are you here with your son, or brother? I'm or? with my dad and my brother. And your dad and your brother, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, that's kind of cool. Yep. Uh, um, I saw you flying, you pretty good. Are you, uh, do you, are you ranked? I don't, I don't know. No, uh, um, I do fly IMAC in, um, the southern region. In the southern region? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, uh, in the southern region of Oklahoma City or southern uh, region? Southern, uh, I think it's, like, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know much central. about IMAC that, in that regard. I think it's around the southern central area. Okay. So. All right, cool. Yeah. And so, you've been flying a long time? Uh, four years. Four? Yep. Uh, what got you interested? Um, ever since I was a kid, I remember... Um, looking up at the sky at airplanes, and when I was about five or six, my brother, oldest brother got into RC airplanes. Okay. And I wasn't old enough to do it at the time. And then about two years later, he moved out. And so I kind of always had it back in my mind, but I didn't have the money to do it. And then when I was 13, I came across a flight test. Oh, okay. And started building airplanes. Oh, good. And flew those, and those were super cheap. Yeah. And that's what got me all started. Yeah, that's, that's and so basically electrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good deal. What was your favorite plane at the time? Um, I honestly don't remember. I think one of my first planes I flew was an FT3D. Okay, yeah, which, that's a good one. Eh, not really. I mean, it's it, not I a mean, good trainer. Well, yeah, bad. that's true, but I liked it as a plane, I guess. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think that's what people do, right? Yep. They, like, where's the fastest plane or the coolest looking plane? <laughs> I'm going to fly that first. Like, you don't know what you're doing when you're going to crash that. But, exactly. But that's... A, so, so, um... Uh, your whole family does this then? Uh, no. Um, my oldest brother, he got married and he doesn't do it anymore. Life is happening. So, to yeah, him, just yeah. life. Yeah. And so, uh, me and my bro- little brother picked it up and we've been doing it for about four years. Now, I think I saw your little brother had. He flies. He, FPV. Mm-hmm, he's getting into the racing drones. Yeah, anyway. okay. Yeah, yep. that's cool. Uh, so, are they going to let him fly around here or? Uh, I think so. I don't know. He wants to chase my plane, so we'll oh, see how that happens. Uh, that, that'd be cool. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so, so you get just staying for today, or are you gonna stay through Sunday? Uh, I think we're gonna spend the night and come back tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, good to hear. So, uh, so you're pretty much a beginner pilot, but I mean, I watched you fly, so you're not really that much of a beginner. <laughs> but like, you haven't competed yet, or have you? Um, I've competed a little bit in a small, really small competitions. Okay, but nothing. On the upper scale. Have you have you ranked yourself in any of the small competitions? Mm, usually, I place first, but there's not really any competition. I'm usually like there's like, only it's like, like two a or club three thing. And in, 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 oh, I mm-hmm. see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First of three. Yeah. All right, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but still, I mean, it's first. It counts. <laughs> exactly. It, it counts. So, do you feel like you're going to go to 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 bigger levels here? Um, I'm hoping. What's go- What's going to stop you, or what's going to help you get there? Well, um, as soon as I can afford a giant scale airplane i'm gonna start going to bigger competitions okay i see flying what uh so you working now or then mm-hmm. w- yep what do you do i'm still in high school um i'm a junior this year okay and so you know just school so like and you work are you working at school or you just um i'm doing a little bit of work like but chores and stuff like that yeah, yeah getting money mm-hmm. the, the normal kid way yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i'm um work this summer and then when school started i couldn't really work with much because school is really busy. Yeah, juniors are pretty heavy load. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, cool. Uh, so you started four years ago, so that means you were just, just not a freshman, uh, just getting out of eighth grade, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and if you were talking, we have a pretty wide audience, it's worldwide, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were talking to somebody, they were asking you questions about 
what you would do or what, how you would get started, what would you tell them? Um, I would say go on the internet and start watching flight test videos. Go um, experiment um, building with the flight test foam board and practice flying the foam, sim- the foam simulators oh. that you can download on your phone. Um, there's one that's really good. It's called the Absolute RC Sim. Okay. And I did that for a little bit just to kind of get the sticks. But the computer simulators are really good, but they're kind of also expensive. Yeah, so. I see. Ah, cool. So you 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 actually did simulation on your phone. So so like I'm an old guy, so I don't I haven't uh, I, I don't really look for apps to do that kind of stuff. So you like you like the phone simulator? Like do you feel like it's still realistic or? Um, it's. Somewhat like you realistic. use your thumbs to make it work, or is it yeah, more tilting? Yeah, use your thumbs. Okay. Use your thumbs. It has um, on-screen um, yeah, sticks, sticks yeah. but um, it just gives you the basic feel of how the airplane I works. See. So it's not like... It's not completely realistic, but it feels pretty good. Like, like if you only did that, do you mm-hmm. think you could transition from only doing that to actually flying the plane? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you did that for a little bit and got good at... Like landing, landing the plane, yeah. Yeah, it's actually harder on the simulator because the sticks aren't... Reactive um, enough? Yeah, you can't feel the sticks, yeah. so you don't know where the center point is. That's a good but point. But it does give you the enough to steer it the around. The dynamics and, and stuff of it? Yep. Yeah. Do you feel like it's fairly realistic? I mean, like... Mm, yeah, it's pretty realistic. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've flown the computer ones, mm-hmm. and, the, and those are, you know, there's good to bad on those as well. Yeah. But, but I never tried the phone one. That's, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yep. Uh, try it for myself. Uh, cool. Uh, do you have anything else you want to share? Or something that you were thinking about that maybe we should talk about? Uh, no, just go out and have fun. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. Right, thank Bye-bye. you. All right, we're back, and I am here talking to Mike Smith. Now, Mike, I just met you today, right. so I don't know much about you. Uh, I know your name, I guess. It's a good name. I like it. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, one of our other co-hosts, will also like it. So oh, well. It would be, be too bad that he's not here because then we could be the three mics and that'd be talking. A, that'd be and then at the end we could do a mic drop. And we call <laughs> literally. It yeah, literally. <laughs> and so um, anyway, uh, so I don't know much about you, so why don't you tell me about yourself? Uh, so um, where do you want me to start? Well, uh, go way so, back or just start no, with the hobby? Start when you got into the hobby. So uh, about nine years ago, okay. um, I actually started flying control line as a kid. Control line, wow. Um, Kind of took a break from that, yeah. and I, my my upraising was mechanics and racing cars and stuff like that. Oh wow! Um, then I about nine years ago made a flip and started flying planes, and I never looked back. So like just randomly had an itch and started flying. Or so what? I was now my wife. We were just dating at the time, uh-huh. and uh, we were going I'm to sorry. eat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, um, we were sitting at a stoplight and uh, going to Texas Roadhouse. And I looked over in a shopping center, and I saw a hobby shop, and kind of was like, huh, I'm kind of wanting to get back into that. And so she said, go. Is that is that Plano? Or, it, was like A1, it was A1, A1 Hobby. Hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, off of Peachtree and yeah. Crossroad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I walked in there, and I walked out with a little Park Zone J3 Cub. Okay. Uh, nice choice, really. Yeah, it yeah. flew great. Still own it. Still oh, have really? it. No yep. kidding. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, so you didn't crash it. it in the ground for no. time? No, I didn't. Um, my, my first flight with that was actually I bought two batteries from Paul. And went out to a parking lot. A parking lot? Yeah. Uh, it was a stadium parking lot over in Garland Williams Stadium okay. parking lot. All right. Um, and I taxied a whole battery. That's a good idea. And I'm like... What made you decide to do that? Well, it's because I was too scared to fly. Okay. Fair um, you know, um, <laughs> never flew anything that I wasn't attached to a string. Yeah. Um, so I put the second battery in, and I was doing the same thing. I was just taxiing around, and and it kind of clicked. I'm like, well, this is the only battery I have. And I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning to do this. Uh-huh. So. I went ahead and 
rolled in the throttle and took off and and it took off all nice and gentle and i was instantly hooked yeah imagine. instantly well especially since you just did all that yourself. and and so i was flying around in a circle you know naturally and it was just a three channel there was no ailerons right um and i'm you know all beside myself like oh my god i'm flying you know this is such a great feeling and and then it clicked that I had to land it. I was just going to ask you, like, when did you figure so, that out? <laughs> so, uh, you know, here I am. I'm a complete rookie. Yeah. I have no timer set up. I have no nothing. So you haven't had any, um, wait, wait, wait. You haven't had any kind of simulation. You haven't had No, I didn't of, even know about the so simulator. So the only flying that you've ever done was With, control flying. Yeah, control, and line. control so had, line. So you when knew I was, about flight services at least. Right, yeah. I mean, that, uh, so, so the, to go back a little bit, my biological father was an AMP mechanic okay. and was around airplanes. Okay. My okay. stepfather was the mechanic, automotive mechanic, okay. and we built race cars and stuff Fair like enough. that. Okay. So I really only got the airplane thing on the weekends when I was with my dad. Makes sense. And then all the other time, it was it was just Engines racing cars and, yeah, and, and, and cars. making things go fast. Sure. And, and as I got older, I just naturally followed that mechanics, following my stepdad's footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I got the little park zone. J3 oh, okay, Cub. so you, so you you're flying, you're and you, you realize you have to land and right. What so happens? so I, I circle it around and I just kind of go back to like the full scale, you know, uh-huh. you know the downwind leg and uh-huh. you know the you know the turn. Wait, base, wait, so you base flown turn. full scale at yeah, this point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that yeah. changes things for me. So um, okay. So, so I kind of so go back to that, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, okay, so I'm just gonna do it. And I came in and and it just touched down and rolled out and man, that was. That, that feeling that, was... That's actually a pretty cool story. So, basically, you're just talking yourself through on a full-scale mindset, right. uh, trying to put this thing down on the ground. Uh, right. Like, Holy crap. That's awesome. Right. That's and, really great. And so um, so uh, the next week rocks along, and, and I went back up to A1 Hobby, and I was like, Paul, I want something bigger. So he had... He just bought one. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the problem. I wanted ailerons at this point. Yeah. Uh, so he had a great Plains Next Star. Okay, that's a little a good trainer question. plane. That's a, that's a good and it was too. his personal plane. It was hanging up in his little uh-huh. build room that he used to have. And uh, and I was like, "How much you want for that?" And he was like, "Man, Mike, that thing hadn't ran in years." And I said, "Well, well how much you want for is that it?" A glow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it had a little uh, OS forty six on it. Okay. And um, so one hundred and fifty bucks later, uh, I walk out with that. And your wife is like, "Uh oh, what did I do?" Not not yet. Okay, not no, yet. No, that 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 hasn't <laughs> happened. Yeah, that hasn't happened uh, yet. And so I, and at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I, I can't just go out to a parking lot and fly this thing. So I find a flying field, which is in Seagoville, uh-huh. Dallas RC Club. Good. And That's I a good spot. and I and I go out there and I meet this guy named Jeff Sykes. Okay. And he was like, "Hey, are you new?" I was like, "Yeah, I've only been flying a week." He's like, "Well, are you AMA?" And I'm like, "No, not yet. I don't even know nothing about it." So we go through the whole spill, and he's like, well, I'm a buddy box you just because you can't solo, you know, yeah. without AMA. And yeah. I was like, cool. So we take off, and I fly a flight with it, first flight on it. Everything went really well. Come in and land, and he was like, dude, you don't you don't need me. So go home tonight, get your AMA, and you're good to go. So I went home that night, got the AMA. Sunday, went and flew all day. Had my first dead stick. All that fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Great. So then a guy was selling an Aeroworks Yak 54. Okay. With a DLE 55 on the front of it. Not bad. High tech 7955 servos. You know, your standard run of the mill stuff. So you're an addict eight, at this eight, point. Eight years ago, you know? Yeah, you're like an addict. And at this uh, point. he says, I sell it to you for a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks? And I'm like, dang, man, I got a thousand bucks. So what can I do? So I went home and I sold my race car. You had a race car. Yeah, yeah. So I sold. I stripped all the stripped the motor and training transmission out of it. I sold sold, sold the, the car. Yeah. And um, 
that took like a week and a half or so yeah. to accomplish that. And it's like I'm, all this time you're thinking about this guy's plane. Yeah. Taking out the engine. That's just a pain in the ass, but I'm going to go ahead. And- yeah, like I, 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 like I vividly remember like really not caring about the car anymore. Oh, my this, God. And I was literally just like bolts flying everywhere. I was that's just dropping stuff I, I, on the I, ground. I, like, that's exactly what I I just need doing. to get the motor out yeah, of this thing. As because, as I can. Because that was a whole other cell that I could make. Yeah, to, right. So, yeah. And um, that in particular guy, as I was flying that next star, he said, this is the most fun that you'll ever have in this hobby. Okay, I turn around and I look behind us, and he's got this trailer and it's full of 100cc planes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But he was right. Learning to fly was the most fun, funnest part of it, and getting to know people, sure. being around people, sure. making friends, sure. laughing, gutting up, and somebody yeah. breaks props and has, you know, I mean, it, yeah. So, so early on, I was extremely hooked, yeah. extremely hooked. And so as time went on. Um, I took a break from flying and started racing RC cars. Okay. Um, that turned into a full-time job. Like, literally. I quit oh. I quit my job as a mechanic. Oh, cool. Went to work at the hobby shop, which is uh, Indy RC World up in Garland. Okay. Um, yeah, I quit my job, my career, and pursued this. So, I raced cars for four years, and then I come back to planes. And now I do both. What 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 would you say from a? I mean, I'm a plane guy. Well, mostly we talk about planes, but I mean, RC's RC, and so I want like to promote the hobby in general. What would you say is like the main difference? I mean, other than it's on the ground, between you know, I think it's more. I'm asking about a maintenance aspect so, of it. So you know, as with anything, it's 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 all of what you make it. Yeah. Um, if you want to start playing on that higher level and traveling around doing big races and stuff like that the maintenance of the cars is through the roof yeah so it's like a lot bigger of a deal yeah i mean you're you're looking for for an eight scale nitro buggy uh to walk out of the door with all good equipment uh your start of everything that you need to go racing you're at about 17 1800 wow but i mean when you start thinking you got 500 hundred dollar engines little bitty point two one right. race engines right. 500 bucks Jesus. um 80 bucks for a set of tires yeah that's real money you paint your you pay your your guy to paint you a nice body up that's 120 bucks i mean yeah, yeah. i'll have to keep, keep that in mind i do some i'm just starting to do some uh airbrushing right now oh really yeah 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 just, well, there's there's the definitely a, there's definitely a little market for that yeah, if you get good at it right. so something to think about for yeah so do. with with you know the maintenance difference between the planes and the cars is not even on the same. Yeah, they're a different scale. You know, it, and I, and right, I, and I right. tell that and I tell that to some of the car guys. Yeah. You know, because they look at the planes as I'm building them because I build the planes up there at the shop. Yeah. And they're like, man, that's just so much money. And I'm like, right, but how much money have you spent going racing this year? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's easy to come, come to the numbers. Yeah. All right, so so then the question, and I know Mike would want me to ask this of you, is when are you going to fly turbine? Never. What? There's there's this thing with me and turbine. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't. I've always been a piston okay. guy. All right, fair enough. Um, I've never, that. I've never really been big into jets, and so therefore, I never really had the, the urge to want to do that. Yep. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. Think do I've I think s- that they're cool? I, Absolutely. I don't think I've seen that 3D jet yet. 
I mean, that would be something, right? I mean, I've seen hoverboards, and I've seen yeah, I mean, some other stuff you know, like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, QQ Summon Zine has, a, has an F-16 that's a 3D jet. Does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I haven't seen that. There's nothing that racks my brain more than, you know, thrust coming out of the back of a plane and it's standing what, straight watching up and down. It, yeah, watching it be 3D. You know. Yeah, that's just crazy. So, oh, okay, can't really wrap cool. my mind around I, I that. I mean, I realize that they, it's harder to do that because with, uh, with the power plane, you basically have instant power when you Pretty much, it. yeah. And with, and the, with the turbine, it's a spool-up situation. Right, so, right. Yeah. So, you, I guess it's a whole, they're on a whole different level. Yeah, it's me. a whole different level. Yeah. So. Well, cool. I really appreciate you taking the time yeah, no, to talk Yeah, not a me. problem. Uh, I did want to ask you one thing. Now, you've been doing this for a while. Have you competed? Yes. And then, have you... Do you have any uh, awards that you want to care to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got some freestyle trophies. from. Uh, I started out doing iMac Okay. Um, two two years ago. I came out here to fly, and these guys were doing it, and nobody knew nothing about it. That was on a Wednesday, and then Friday morning, I get up at 5 a.m., I drive to Arkansas and do my first contest. And you uh, do? Got third. Nice. Got third. So uh, that kind of sparked a new interest, and I started kind of traveling around doing that. I was sponsored through my, you know, the shop that I work yeah, at. Yeah, right. Um, and then I don't really know what happened. It was just like this season came around this season that, that we're, we're yeah. finishing up right now, actually. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think I want to do it. I just want to go back to having fun. fun and, and, yeah. And, and, and it was fun. And, I'm, and, and, and I met a lot, a lot of awesome people. Yeah, sure. Um, and sometimes I, I would literally just go just for that. Just to meet you know, the people. So. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I like the people part of it. Uh, I like flying too, but, but. You know, I'm not nearly as good but as you. The, I, the competition side of it, you know, naturally it was fun when I was, you know, kind of learning it and learning the ropes. And it was the same thing with the cars when I was racing the, the RC cars. Um, and then once you're kind of around, I mean, I don't know. Competition doesn't make friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it does, but it's just a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, you, so. you can only get so close to your, your competition, right? Right, yeah. right. Well, well, again, thanks so much yes, for sir. coming to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. I'll talk to you later. Okay, uh, we're back, and uh, I'm talking with Jonathan Jennings. Now, all I know is I've seen you fly, and that you're really good. <laughs> and, and then there were other people around me that said, oh, yeah, talk to Jonathan, too. So um, I, I don't know much about 3D flying and and, uh, and the people involved, so tell me about yourself. Well, obviously, name's Jonathan. I'm from Arlington, Texas. I'm 23 years old, been flying for 13 years now, 3D. You know, I, I soloed a trainer when I was 7 or 8. Wow. Um, been competing for about 13 years. About competing, uh, competing. Wow. So yeah, since so, you were 10. Or, yeah, or yeah. So. I, Holy I, God. my first actual 3D competition was when I was 11. Wow, I was 11. And how'd you do it as an 11 year old? Um, obviously not so good. You know, I'm competing against people who's been flying for a while. Uh-huh. But you start to talk to these guys and you get experience. You 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 practice, 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 and at 13. I competed in another contest and I got third. Wow! So, so you went from from whatever yeah, uh, to yeah, third. Yeah, That's yeah, not bad. Yeah. So that must have been like the encouraging moment for you. Yeah, it, that really put a damper on like that. That really secured my my three D flying. You know, sure. And we got a like um we got some info on how to become a smoother pilot. A smoother pilot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So freestyle. Where did that come from? IMAC. Okay. So IMAC is just like a full scale, yep. you know, where they, they compete and they do the lines in the sky. Right. So IMAC is, there's multiple diff, there's multiple classes and you start from basic 
and then you go up to Invitational. You know, right. there, there's so many classes you work up. Sure. You can move up each year, every other year, depending on how you're, you're feeling. Sure. Um, and once you learn iMac, you really become a, a smooth pilot. When I say smooth, I'm saying, so if you do a, a slow roll down the runway, it's a straight line with a roll down the runway right. as far as you can go. Right. No deviations. Right. No ups, no downs. Like no basically full control of the yeah, aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit every point. You do a four point. Every point's on a 90. Uh-huh. You do a snap roll. Snap roll is wing level to wing level. You know, it's it, it really conditions your brain okay. to thinking, okay, when do I need to stop this snap? When do I need to stop the roll? Sure. When, when this, when that. And yeah. How do I anticipate this? What yeah, do I, yeah. What do I do if this happens? So, in order to compete in today's world you know that's what judges look for it's sure. not so much as oh man look at that move or how low you can get it's how smooth is he and how is he integrating that smoothness into his ne- next move or whatever yeah, yeah and, uh, into his routine oh that's cool so oh that's neat so uh so you've only flown through 3d didn't you haven't flown any other kind of craft i have flown a little bit of indoor pattern with foamies indoor pattern okay yeah is that a whole different thing do you it feel is like? yeah. oh it's way different is it because there's so much lighter or what what is it it's not a not nearly the amount of room it's it's totally different just it, it's i really don't know how to explain that's it. fair um i haven't done it in a long time okay but so it's I mean, you're taking a, a piece of paper, and you're making it fly. I mean, that's literally what what I, right. I could yeah. I could see how I can explain this. Yeah, it's, sure. It's a piece of paper with a motor uh-huh. and a couple of sticks. Uh-huh. And you're and flying it, it around I, in control. Yeah. I mean, it, they, <laughs> these things are so light, you touch it, they break. Yeah, sure. But it's it's a whole other level of, of brain conditioning. So I was talking with someone uh, who was didn't really know much about flying in general, mm-hmm. And they were asking me questions like, well, gosh, you know, they must ruin a lot of planes, uh, you know, learning how to fly. And so my response to him was, well, probably they were using simulators mm-hmm. and crashing simulators. Is it, would you say that was the case for you? Or That's did you exact... crash a few big planes first and then nope. decide? Okay. <laughs> the simulator is the exact answer. Uh, when I was younger, I mean, I was on that simulator 24 7. Really? Didn't matter what time of day, when what day what time it did not matter i was on that simulator i just that was my life so so, so you did it right away when you were 11 or like as an 11 year old were you like i don't really want to play the simulator so, right now or when like, i was yeah so i think i got a simulator when i was 10 okay um so your dad basically made you fly yeah kind of when i was seven or eight you know it, there was you could buddy box but we didn't do that you know yeah. he, he flew and he introduced me to it and right. i had a little tiger 2000 trainer uh-huh. and i soloed that i would land it take off and do a couple laps and i was done you know and about like i say about when i was 10 you know he got me a simulator and that instantly just yeah. got me hooked well uh, and uh, clearly it had an impact on your skill set because <laughs> from 11 to 13 yeah you, you when went you from back in the pack to to third you, so. you learn so much you the simulator helps you so much it's it's crazy how fast people learn this hobby in today's flying style. Sure, it is. It's crazy. You're know, watching YouTube, uh, yeah, whatever yeah, the different yeah, ways they, that they pick up that stuff. You, with today's flying style, you you pick it up so fast that I know, I know a guy, 
who's been flying for give or take five years. Okay. And he's flying right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that in five years you can you can see he's he's, he's matching too, too shabby. He's, yeah, yeah, he's matching me. He's he's he got an iMac. You yeah. know, when he first started, uh-huh. he wasn't smooth. Yeah. But now he's one of the smoothest pilots in today's flying oh, uh, that's competitions. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, he's, just... He's doing some pretty impressive stuff. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, stuff. just, you learn really quick on a simulator. So, so just in RC in general, like, this is called the Park Flyer Podcast. And okay. So, so we... we we started out with the idea we're just going to cover park flyer stuff, and and we did a lot of model foam building, basically, mm-hmm. you know, talking about some of the planes that you're talking that you did indoors. But we've kind of branched out to you know we talk about turbine, mm-hmm. we talk about you know, here at the 3D Huck Fest, uh, and uh, what what would you tell someone just getting started? You get some maybe some 11 year olds listen to it, or maybe okay. some 9 year olds listen yeah, to it, yeah. and he wants to get started in the in the um, hobby. What what would you tell them? Get a simulator and get a foamy. Get a foamy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So there's uh, Twisted Hobbies. Yeah, has, they have good, some good stuff. You're right. There's a new company. One of my best friends in the RC industry. His name is Jace Ducia. Okay. A, a lot of he's pro- probably the best RC pilot in the world. Really. He just came out with a foamy company called JTA. J JTA. All right. Well, I'm gonna look it up. JTA. And right. so he's got. He he's got a Yak fifty four. He's got a Game Bird, and he just came out with an MXS. Okay. So, and these are you know thirty inch wingspans. They're pretty big foamies. Okay. And I would suggest looking into Twisted Hobbies or JTA. Uh, start getting a foamy, learning a foamy, go in your backyard. Uh-huh. You know, uh, and definitely a simulator. If I went in my backyard, I'd end up in a tree. But I, I, get, your, I get what you're saying. That usually happens. Yeah, I mean, in Texas, your backyard's a little bit bigger yeah. in most cases, but not, not everywhere. Yeah, it's when I first started, I actually had a, a, oh, what was it? It was like a, it was an outdoor flyer. It was a park flyer. Yeah, right. What, what, you know, it was right. a park flyer. Something you fly outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, and it it was like a Red Baron foamy aluminum stick plane. Oh, you know? I know what you're talking about. I had one of those, that's and I started awesome. out with that. That's great. And then I got on the simulator. And Is it like a slow stick or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just a little aluminum stick, yep. foam. Yep. That's great. Good to go. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I really appreciate taking time to of talk course, with me. Of course. And uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching some for more For sure. Fun. For yeah. sure. Talk yeah. to you later. All right. Cool. All right, bye. I'm sitting in the car with John Jennings. Not to be confused with Jonathan, who's the younger. Uh, so, John... Um, I met yeah out there on the tarmac there, and uh, you you said something to me that kind of caught my interest. But I don't want to sort of jump to the end. I kind of like to start at the beginning. So tell me a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know you're obviously Jonathan's father. Uh, so so tell me about your start. Like like you you've been flying for a while. Okay, sure. Yeah, um, you know I grew up by Carswell Air Force Base, and just always uh, loved airplanes. Uh huh just loved to watch them fly and then i had a neighbor that introduced me and my dad into control line when i was i think i was 12 years old right so we fl- started flying uh u control or line control and then uh the neighbor got into rc and introduced us to rc and then so my dad and i learned to fly rc learned to build our own planes so your dad was an rc pilot too. yes Holy <laughs> so jonathan is, John is third well? generation now so yeah. his name is john as well 
No, my uh, daddy's name is Jed. Okay. So, all right. All right. Well, uh, I thought we had some going there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, then over the years, you know, the hobby has kind of involved the technology, and, and we used to build all of our own planes. And then we started getting up into the 90s, about 2000, and the ARF which is almost ready to fly. The planes are pre-manufactured, yeah. and they've come a long, long way sure since, uh, you know, back in the days of building or even the early ARFs, there wasn't much quality to them, but now <laughs> they're just, you know, nobody can build like these ARFs. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. So let me ask you a question. When you were flying RC, what kind of radio did you have? Okay, back in the day, we had Kraft and Futaba. Okay. And uh, EK. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And you know now we're the pretty con- much conquest. Uh, you use a flying conquest at that point, or uh, before even conquest. Conquest. I mean, I'm not I trying to say the- you're an old guy or anything, but <laughs> I remember the conquest. I can't remember which one we had, okay. but we had the EK Nimbus, and uh, there was another one, and then it just kind of evolved after that, you know. And then I was out of the hobby for a few years, and then it came back to me, 1990, and uh, what brought know, it back? Um, just. You know, when I was got my first car, you know, and I kind of got out of the hobby. That but a few sense. years later, you know, and I got settled back down, uh, I got back into the hobby. Okay. And then I got uh, a few Taba, got back in, and uh, was still building my planes about 1990. And then uh, I started accumulating bigger airplanes, bigger engines. We were still flying glow fuel. And in about 2000 two or three you know the hobby kind of started going towards gas, gas yeah. and the bigger giant scale the DLE stuff is really nice and, yeah 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 so um, you know I got into the gas and uh, then I was introduced uh, you know I started going to events and then I was introduced to a show team that flew at full-scale air shows that performed at full-scale air shows. so this is like a group of guys who would travel around or yes. something or? yes and uh, so we were on a Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana circuit, and we were going just about every weekend to a different airport, you know, at the full-scale air shows and doing RC demos. They fund your trips, or how does that work? Yes. Okay, so... Yes. so we, uh, we were a non-profit, and the, uh, we would negotiate a contract with the air show, oh. and, you know, they would kind of help us out. And then we also had a sponsorship with uh, a big hobby company. So that helped us guys out to buy, to get steep discounts on RC gear, okay. servos, things like that. And then our fuel expenses were paid for by, the you know, our earnings from the shelter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically you were consultants and they paid you for like some set amount that you set, that you guys set as a team. So we charged $300 a, a show yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. It was a negotiated price yeah. that, you know, and we went to the same shows like yearly okay so it was a lot of fun so, you, so you were the noontime show basically yes oh that's pretty cool and and so many people like the blue us, angels of rc yeah and so many people would say we come here to watch you guys fly rc isn't that cool they say we love the air show but we come here to see you guys fly. that that must be a really <laughs> cool feeling to hear people say that that was yeah oh, that's that cool. was uh jonathan was very young at the time he was too young to fly on the show team but he was starting to fly my big gas airplanes because uh-huh. I had a 40% extra 300, okay. which is 120-inch wingspan, yep. 150cc uh, two-stroke engine. Right. And, um, you know, he starts flying, and all of a sudden, he's passing me up. You know, and yeah. I've been flying since I was a kid. 
So I thought, well, you know, I have something here. My son is really good. I need to get into the competitive side of the hobby. And uh, so we started doing IMAC, which uh, is precision right. uh, competitions where you fly precision shapes in the sky. It's a pretty common thread in the yes. conversations I've had today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that got him his first sponsorship deal, and then more sponsors started coming. Nice. We started going to uh, South Carolina, Michigan, Muncie, nice. Indiana at the Extreme Flight Championships where he was competing. Uh, he also did fly on the show team once he became of age. Right. Uh, but then when the show team dissolved, uh, he continued to compete. We continued to travel all over the country. And uh, so my kid's really good. And then I became more of a mechanic, chauffeur, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he needed to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to cool. support him because he was so good. And then, uh, of course, I don't, I don't fly anymore. I just support my son. And, like uh, at all anymore or only nah, occasionally? Rarely, rarely. Really? You know, and I used to be a pretty good pilot, but the way these kids fly now, I just can't fly like that. Well, that, so, that I understand, uh, but, you know, you don't pick the plane up and just kind of fly around a little bit? Sometimes, sometimes. just a little all bit. Right, it's a right. pretty rare occasion. But, you know, my focus has changed now. Well, that I'm over, sense, but it has been a lifelong hobby. I started when I was young and, yeah. and flew even up, you know, occasionally now. So we have a pretty wide audience. In fact, it's worldwide. Uh, if you were going to say something to somebody just getting in the hobby, what would you tell them? Um, you know, you can go to your local club and things like that and ask questions. People are always friendly and uh, willing to help. And there's flight simulators that you can get. There, my son lived on the flight simulator uh, for years, he just loved to fly that simulator rather than playing video games, and that's kind of helped him to make him into the pilot that he is today. Yeah, I imagine it did. Yeah, yeah. time to, from the conversations I've had today, time in seems to be relevant to yeah. how good they are. Whether it's time in actually flying or time uh -huh. in on the simulator. Uh, yeah. Now, back when I learned how to fly, they would take the plane. Somebody would take it off for you. And put it way up in the sky oh, and, and then hand, you, hand you the, box. Hand you the yeah. transmitter. Sure, sure. And then whenever that's, you got the plane buddy into boxing a, in the day, right? Yeah, and then when you get into a fit, well, the, you'd hand the radio back to him. He would get the plane back under control. And that's the way we learn nowadays. You know, of course, the buddy box where you have a cord to cord. Which, which is and, not light yeah. nicer. And, of course, now they have wireless yeah. systems, which are even yes, better. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything sure. that you'd like to add to no, the conversation? I mean, that's, that's it. I'm glad I could... Uh, Hope I answered some questions. Oh, and, you uh, did. You did. And that sparked some interest. No, and, uh, I, think you, I think you will. And, it's a great uh, hobby. There's a lot of great people. Uh, you know, as you say, you come out here. It's, uh, what was the name of your group of guys? That you, that uh, Texas Heat Wave Aerobatic Show Team. Or that right. show team, Texas Heat Wave Aerobatic Team. Okay, uh -huh. so so do you guys, is there, are there show, like, are there multiple show teams out there now? Uh, there used to be because uh, AMA, which is the insurance for modelers uh -huh. today, AMA... I used to have a show team program, and there were multiple teams throughout the United States. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. but now not so no much. longer. Yeah, uh, no because longer. Uh, places don't want them. Or um, well, you know, it's, 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 the, the hobby has changed, and there's always uh, money situations sure. as, as the hobby changes sure. and things change in the hobby. So. When the AMA used to sponsor this, they they also put money out oh, to uh, I get it you now. know help to promote yep. the AMA, yeah. which is the insurance. Yeah. 
and uh, you know so things change and uh, the show team program dissolved but but it was it was a lot of fun while it was there and you know and i think we reached out and touched a lot of people when we were flying at the events uh, yeah i think so i mean that sounds good yeah. well i appreciate taking the time not nice a problem appreciate All right. it All right, Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, um, those guys have presented some amazing talent. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time believing that, that some of those guys have only been flying for four years, you know, I guess between four and 13 years. That's pretty amazing. Um, and I got to give a shout out to, um, you know, to Glenn because of his efforts. You know, I'm a full-scale pilot. Uh, I'm very familiar with the Young Eagles program, and he's doing a fantastic job with that. So I, I got to give him kudos. That's um, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, I I liked that. Um, I think I said this before, but I'd say it again. That the theme that I saw was, you know, there's there's a good number of father son uh, teams out uh, doing this sort of thing, right. and and certainly in our group, uh, in in the I'm sorry at the 3D Hawk Fest, uh, there was at least three or four um, that I was aware of. So, right. uh, and there was a couple a, a father and son. That were there just watching, which I thought was also cool. Yeah, uh, that is kind of cool. Yeah. So, so all in all, though, we had a great time. Uh, the weather was reasonable after the rain on Thursday, you know, and the and the Friday kind of got washed out because of it. But the weather was great on Saturday and Sunday, um, had, and had a fantastic time doing it. And this is the first year that they they tried this. Yeah, right? this is the first annual. Yeah, they're going to do this again, I think. Excellent, man. Oh, I mean, a fantastic. Uh performance for their first try that that's only going to get better yeah especially if the word gets out i mean that that's the thing you know these guys put together something you know that should have been three days that they kind of condensed into to one day uh but you know having tim there and rhett there and you know these guys uh, jonathan and 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 mike you know that they obviously have the talent to bring other people in oh yeah uh, they also you know they were all involved in imac and and now they're doing these 3d competitions and you know i like kind of everything that they said about how they got started it was really kind of cool to hear that and uh you know that every one of them is like oh yeah now we're doing these big events so i, I think that if uh you know, this goes out to your club. If they're listening, keep up the good work. Put on, uh, you know, next year, put it on again, and I think it will just get better and better every year. Uh, I, I just, you know, knowing what we know from the Arizona Electric Festival, that thing has become, you know, it's drawing people from all over. I think last year, um, Mike, you and I met a guy from British Columbia or somewhere that he had, yep. he had come in. He had driven all the way down there. Uh, to attend so yep uh, I, th- I think these guys if they you know to, if they play their cards right and, and get some uh, you know some advertising out there and and you know like I said Tim Hanstein with 3d uh, and with Northwest RC um, you know he's he came down and uh, he was very, you know pr- gave a lot of praise uh, for for the job that they did that there so. oh yeah it, it, it really was well done uh, they had a catering company that was there to serve the food and stuff. I mean, we didn't really talk about sort of the amenities that were there, um, right. but it's a, it's a really nice space. And again, I think I think what they put if they put it together for next year, which I believe they're going to do, um, you know, it'll it'll turn out even better than it was. Yeah, no doubt. So, is there a, is there a town nearby, or, or uh, what's the biggest town you know that's close by, or, or city? Well, the besides town, Dallas. 
<laughs> well, besides <laughs> Dallas, I mean, what's the closest little town? I, well, the reason I'm bringing that up is I'm thinking about Holly Springs. Oh, right. How they got right. their local community involved, right. and they turned it into, you know, the local park, spring, you know, something that's nearby they can maybe interject or fold in with next year. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, Texas seems to be full of t- little towns everywhere, and so I know that you have to go through the town of Lucas, but I don't know if it's in the town of Lucas, and I don't even know what, like, the population of Lucas is. There's a there's a place called Wiley that's nearby. There's a place called Allen. Uh, people have heard of Plano. That's nearby. Uh, you know, so it's sort of, it's, you know, it's mixed amongst other not-so-big cities. Um, it's just a really nice spot. It's right out right out there off the water there. Um, so there's some there's actually some water nearby, and I think it's a Corps of Engineer location. I think the Corps owns that. Oh, um, that's cool. Oh. Yeah, and so, yep. so you know, it's again, it's a good spot, and um, and they they just did a good job, and it's it's actually very pretty when you go in there too. So, hmm. uh, it I don't know what else to say about it really. Well, no, I mean, you know, you, they could probably get uh, the city of Plano or, or Wiley or any of those places involved if they wanted to. I mean, they're small enough neighborhoods on the outskirts of Dallas uh, that they could draw a crowd, um, you know, if they needed to. But, I, you know, I, I, I wish them the best of luck. I, You know, with both of you down in Texas, this may be something that I can hop on. You know, you guys both come out here for the Electric Festival if, if next year if it gets big enough. Maybe we could, uh, you know, kind of make a trip down there and, and kind of hang out with those guys as well. Sure. So, I, I mean, fun. I had fun at Holly Springs. It was really kind of a quick trip for us, but, you know, it was cool. I, I, I think that's one of those things that, you know, we should look at if it's in your area and, you know, kind of go into 10. But. Well, it, it meets our budget requirements. So I know it. it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can fix that this year. <laughs> well, uh, what are you guys doing uh, for the holidays? They're coming up. I think we got turkey days. I mean, I just was looking at our timer and our, our hours almost up, but. Um, you know, we got uh, Thanksgiving coming up, I think, in uh, a couple of weeks. Well, you know what that means, Mike. What's that? If Thanksgiving is coming up. It is you know coming it comes up. right after yeah. Thanksgiving. Up. Well, I mean, you know, today is what? the uh, 12th, so uh, Thanksgiving is in, uh, what, two weeks? Yeah. So uh, the what, thing what is. What about the Friday? The, yeah, I was just going to say the reason why Thanksgiving is there is so that you can eat enough to be able to go shopping on Black Friday. I mean, otherwise. This is true. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be strong enough to do it. I mean, I think. Anyway. Yeah, you need your uh, you you need your, um, your uh, what do they say that uh, your strength and uh, stamina. Stamina. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you eat around two or yeah. three. For my finger, take your going appropriate click, click, nap. Click maybe mouse. watch the game a little bit. You know, and then go to bed early so that you can get up early in the morning. Well, unless you're Jay, then you just get up from the table, waller over to the desk, and then just flop down in front of your computer and start ordering stuff. That's really that's what right. that's really what, he doesn't get out. I mean, I don't even know if he put it's his It's already socks in my on. basket. What are you talking about? I just have to, you know, I just wait for the appropriate time, and hopefully I'm saving some money. You know, you know, you order a lot of stuff when you're on a first name basis with both the FedEx, UPS, and Amazon drivers. <laughs> They all get gifts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christmas time. They like delivering to Jay's house. They're like, whoo, look what I got you. That's funny. <laughs> well, exactly. the exciting thing is I think, uh, you know, we can kind of look at all the uh, – the, the one the one thing I have to put in Jay's corner is that he's very good at finding the sales for Black Friday. So I'm looking forward to that because uh, our next podcast, uh, uh, you know, two weeks from today comes out on the 26th, which is prior to Black Friday. So hopefully we'll have a lot of good uh, good sales for you, um, you know, li- you listeners about what to, what to go out and get. So 
I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'll try my that'd best. Be, that'd yeah. be good. That'd be good. Well, I'm excited. Well, Mike, we uh, appreciate you doing uh, such a great job with uh, all the guys there in Texas. Yay, Mike. Uh, I know that was a short notice. We kind of threw it out uh, towards him to say, hey, go get some interviews. <laughs> but you did a good job, and we appreciate it. And uh, no, I'd like I'm to thank once out. Yeah, I'd like to thank Tim Hanstein for uh, being on our podcast uh, two weeks ago and uh, wish him the best of luck. I know he was uh, down at the AMA Expo in Pomona, California. So he was oh, there, which, you know, that's a pretty quick trip, leaving Texas, going at home, and then right right down there. And I know they were, um, from what I saw on his Facebook page, they were doing a really good job. Okay, uh, so right. wait. Um, I heard that was the last time that one's going to go on. The, you know, that, I, west, that one on the yeah, west is not going to happen yeah. anymore. Well, they had split it up because it got changed. The venue got changed somehow. And we're going to have to talk to, um, you know, one of our AMA member guys, you know, one of the um, directors. Directs. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how um, I'm, I, I didn't get the report on how, you know, how the attendance was. Uh, if they had a really big, huge attendance, maybe they'll do it again. But No, I mean, I mean, it was announced that that's the last one before they even had it. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, like like that was the conversation around it. It was like, nope, not having this one anymore. Like, well, wow. I know we were talking about it, but I, I'm not really sure. And maybe they can have enough uh, guys that liked it that, you know, they'll try it again. So, but normally they just do one a year. The AMA Expo is once up in Indiana, I think, months or somewhere. Um, but, yeah, all right. Well, uh, unfortunately, our hour's up. But uh, once again, thanks to y- – you interviewed a lot of Jonathans today. Jonathan, <laughs> John, <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah, it's true. Jennings, it's true. Mike, Glenn. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to enter, to talk with Mike on the Park Flyer Podcast. We wish you guys the best of luck. And hopefully we'll see you at one of these events, right? And uh, if you decide to travel out, come on out to the Arizona Electric Festival. We'd love to have you. Uh, I think we got an episode coming up in the near future with uh, Shannon Gallagher, who's uh, the president of that club. It's putting it on this year, and uh, I know he uh, sent us a message for, "Hey, we got to get together and, and chat." Uh, if you don't know, the uh, IX20 is now out from Horizon, so take a look at that. I know I'm kind of throwing that out there, but it just got released. Uh, some of the guys at the club were able to uh, demo that uh, this week for us, so it'll be interesting. Stuff you know, new stuff on the horizon all the time. Wait, uh, I guess this just shows I'm not following very well. What's the IX20? Uh, that's the new radio from Spectrum transmitter. Uh, transmitter, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I just want to make sure I understood. Okay, yep, so that's it. I know you're an FR Sky guy, so uh, it's yeah, Spectrum I, is out sorry, of your I, I, I don't really follow that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but for Jay and I, we're both Spectrum <laughs> users, so uh, I just thought I'd throw it out there. All right. Fair enough. So the new their new twenty uh, twenty channel radio just came out, and it's using the same uh, Android platform that the uh, iX twelve uh, was done. But they they upgraded some stuff. They've got a lot better, um, you know, uh, processor. Yeah, processors like two or three times as fast, uh, and they've got some other stuff that they put in there as well. So 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 does that mean you can upgrade your iX twelve to an iX twenty by doing a software upgrade? No, no, uh, of course not. No. Good luck. You, you might try, but I don't think it's going to work. Uh, nope, but it's. Uh, I think it just hit the shelves this week. And um, like I said, I think it's out or pre-order. Uh, I think they're already back-ordered. <laughs> they had so many new orders, I think, that their uh, their shipment got uh, already 
That's good sold, to hear. So that I think I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it is. I'm interested to see. I, you know, I didn't grab the first set. A couple of the guys I know, Spencer and Barry, both did. They uh, grabbed one on the first order um, because they are both uh, DX20 users. So they traded their uh, DX, or they sold their DX20s, and now they're jumping into the DX, or the IX20s. So we'll have to get a report from those guys and see how they like it. Yeah, that'd be cool to know. Let's get uh, some sales going on for our next episode, and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, very much, and uh, looking forward to uh, the upcoming holidays where we can see what new products are coming out. We should probably title that Plane Broker J or something like that. (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) Hopefully he'll do his due diligence and have some really good sales for us because he's pretty good about it. I know he's really good about helping me spend my money. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess our uh, hour's up, but it's been a great episode so far. And uh, I guess we'll see you in two weeks. So from Arizona, I'm Michael. And from the hills of Texas, I'm Jay. And uh, this is AK Mike in Texas. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.